Hi everyone, welcome to TM Teens of Momentum. I'm your host, Christina Pack, and today's episode is going to be a solo episode, which means that I don't have any guests for you today. Usually I would have, you know, guests come over and, you know, I would like talk with them and all that, have all of these different points of views coming in. But um, today, this is going to be about the environment and what we can do to help the environment, uh, more specifically, what how we can um, recycle properly and reduce, reuse our waste in a really effective manner. Um, and this is also part of a school project, so I hope my science teacher is enjoying this so far. Hi. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into the, the good stuff. All right, so... Uh, first, we're going to just talk about the impact that the earth is taking, uh, like what's happening to the earth right now. Um, I'll, you know, show you some data and statistics of what's happening because we are not effectively recycling. Um, so according to thegreenteam.org, Americans throw away enough plastic bottles each year to circle the earth four times. And also, every hour, we throw away 2.5 million plastic bottles, which is equal to 22 billion plastic bottles per year. So, um, these are very big numbers, and big numbers are not good in this situation. Um, And additionally, five recycled plastic bottles can make enough fiber fill to stuff a ski jacket. Um, and if you think about it, you know, in the bigger perspective, think about where that ski jacket can go to. And um, we'll come back to this topic of recycling plastic bottles to make um, products such as like jackets and shoes and clothing uh, later on. Um, but yeah, it's it's we have a really big impact on the earth. Um, and just to sum it up, the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, estimates that 75% of the U.S. waste stream can be recycled or composted, but we're only doing so for just over 34% of it. So we could do 75%, it's very possible, but we're only doing 34 um, which is what? Like, yeah, it's a sad number. <laughs> um, it's, it's less than half of what we could be doing. And um, so that is a description of the human impact of not recycling and following waste guidelines. Um, So this data doesn't only show the consequences of what will keep happening if we don't change anything, but also um, the environment is going to become so polluted, landfills are going to overflow. I read this article and they were saying our landfills right now, um, they have 15 to 16 years left before they overflow, which means our earth is either going to become like Wally, like in that planet, you know, like earth becomes just like a trash planet, or we just make more landfills, which also means the earth will become a trash planet. Um, so not good. And also on top of that, natural habitats will be destroyed. So I have some connections to make out of these three. So starting off with air pollution, um, in Korea, I, I, um, my grandparents live in Korea and I go there Um, maybe every other year, um, every year, something like that. And um, what you'll see there is that they regularly wear masks because the air there is so... um, Sometimes there are days when the dust in the air, um, the dust levels are really high and it's not good for you. Uh, It's not good for your lungs. So you'll regularly see like, you know, when the weather's not good or something or when it's foggy, everyone will be wearing a mask. And that's also part of why um, their transition to wearing masks every day during COVID was so easy um, because they were already used to it. But And um, they're, they're a very small country, so that's why their air is extra fragile, I guess. Um, 
But yeah, you don't want to be wearing masks every day. Um, and landfills will overflow. You do not want to live in the Earth version of Wally. Um, and natural habitats being destroyed. Um, during crew, we actually go to the Potomac to row. So DC Potomac to row. And um, there are a lot of ducks, but honestly, besides that, you know, a couple fancy birds with like those long necks and long skinny legs. But besides that, it's it's the Potomac is kind of stinky and a little dirty. <laughs> um, and I personally, you know, just just don't want to see that get worse. So that is why, you know, as teens and as children, we should take this matter a bit more seriously because I think even me, definitely me, before I actually researched about the environment in this topic, um, I didn't really connect to it. I was like, oh yeah, we're never really going to achieve like world recycling or something. But it's good to do some research and actually understand the numbers and see them for yourself. Um, because after I researched about this, I was like, okay, this is pretty, this is a pretty big deal. And I'm definitely going to be directly affected in the future, you know, and, um, you want to be able to thank your future self and you want to make a good habitat for the next generations. Um, which is why it's so important for us young people as well as, you know, older, elder people, right? Um, so just remember to take that extra step to throw things away properly. And speaking of throwing things away properly, how do you do that? So I did the research for you. Um, well, the biggest thing is, is that you just need to categorize your waste. And this is not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> so I'll give you a couple of good examples of this cat waste categorization. Um, so a good example is South Korea, where... Um, I was at my grandma's house and she literally separated her trash into the most specific piles you could ever think about, like um, food waste, bottles, bottle caps, cardboard, everything, right? So if I wanted to trash something, I always had to ask my grandma, like, uh, which bag should I put it in? Like, which bag do you want me to put it in? <laughs> so she'd be like, oh yeah, that one right there, not that one, all right? So, um, yeah, and that's not just my grandma in um, South Korea because they're such a small country. Again, they have to keep their waste levels really low. Um, so they it's mandatory to separate your trash into separate bags. Um, so they have a separate bin for food waste, cardboard, um, bottles, bottle caps. They have to separate all of these into different like areas. Um, plastic bags and other non-plastic bag plastics. So anything that's plastic but not a plastic bag um they even have to do milk curtains and glass bottles everything has to be rinsed and flattened um and all these um things they're all in their separate category which is really hard to do not gonna lie that's that's you know props to them but um you guys gotta flatten all the cardboard boxes to save space um and and in south korea you have to take off all labels and you have to trash those labels separately so that's a lot. <laughs> um, but that's just an example of what's happening today and what's being done right now. Um, another great example is a Japanese city um, called Kamikatsu. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> um, so residents there, they separate their recyclables into 34 categories. Um, so these include these categories include um, a lot of different types of paper products, um, tin, steel, aluminum, other types of containers plastic bottles, plastic caps, etc. 
Um, so basically the same kind of system as South Korea, right? And um, I'll give you another example. San Francisco is actually a really great example of a recycling community in the U.S. Um, they actually have a lot of education campaigns and also educational programs to help people learn to recycle better which I think is such a good idea because honestly like we don't have any clear guidelines like I've never heard of a PSA or anything where it's saying hey Virginia like or hey like you know my county where I live you know like um you have to recycle like this right here's the right way to recycle so I think educating people is such a good step um, but not only that, San Francisco, their community is working with Recology, which is a West Coast waste hauler. And um, they have recyclables go into a blue bin. Organic waste goes into green bins. And anything designed for the landfill gets put in a black bin. But there's a catch. <laughs> so they have to pay for how much you put in the black trash bin. So recycling and composting is going to save you a bunch of money. And um, I think I heard in Korea, they also have this like pay for your trash policy where they uh, weigh your trash and based on how much you weigh, like your trash weighs, you have to pay this amount. Um, but that just encourages like proper recycling and composting even more. Um, and actually, I can talk to you guys about composting from a personal level because my family, um, we recently started composting maybe a month or two ago uh, or maybe three. I don't know, but pretty recent. And um, our trash levels literally went down so low. Like, we used to have several bags of trash a week. Um, but now it's literally down to maybe one bag or even, like, half a bag. And it's it's pretty crazy. So um, you guys should, you know, do some research on it and see if you can incorporate it into your lives. Um, yeah, there are so many opportunities that are overlooked and composting is a great way to do that. Um, so, yeah, but other than Recology, there are so many other organizations that are working towards the same goal of just trying to get people to recycle, not only just recycle, but recycle properly. And um, examples of these other organizations are the National Waste and Recycling Association, TerraCycle, uh, there was one more. Oh, yeah, and the Institute of Scrap Recycling Industries. So those are really fancy, you know, long name organizations and companies and stuff. Um, but I think they're probably they, they have really nice websites. Um, go take a look at them um, and do some research on what you can do in your area. Um, but besides this, there are so many small business shops and owners and people who support like the eco-friendly movement. Um, for example, there are a lot of no waste or reuse stores where people can just drop off items that they don't want but can still be used by someone else. So it's kind of like a trade thing, like trade-off thing. And they're really cute and aesthetic too. You guys should look them up. Um, and even their packaging, it's all no waste. Um, so look that up. Pretty cool stuff. Um, and on the more techie side, so like technology, um, there's a lot of research being conducted on how to develop more recyclable or biodegradable materials, which is great. Um, I think uh, toiletries, they could, we could really learn to um, make more biodegradable toiletries because like baby diapers or, you know, something like that, um, if they were biodegradable, 
that would be kind of nice because I know poop is like kind of used as a fertilizer um not saying you should like save your poop for fertilizer I mean if you want I guess go for it but um I think just because diapers you just like trash them but if they were biodegradable I think that would make it a lot easier but people are working on that right now and another example of you know this eco-friendly movement that you can find in your daily life is actually Nike um they have a sustainable materials line they take plastic bottles to make shoes um and other clothing Uh, which is what I was talking about earlier in the beginning when I was saying five to six plastic bottles, you know, enough to make enough fiber fill for a parka, right? Um, And other stores like Patagonia do really, like, do the same thing with their clothing. Um, There's so many cool ways, like, in case you couldn't figure out, oh, sorry, in case you couldn't figure out by now, there's so many cool ways that you can find, um, including phone cases, they're eco-friendly bamboo or compostable phone cases, um sometimes it can be expensive but honestly if you just look at your um clothing just you know um seeing if there's like an eco-friendly or sustainable earth option you should always go for that and it just makes you feel good right (laughs) um yeah so that's what's currently being done and who in the world is taking part in these solutions so uh go south korea san francisco and um kamikatsu and all those other organizations, small businesses, um, companies, etc. So, I talked about what's being done. Now, what can you do? Yeah. Um, so, it's hard to separate all of these um, and to memorize them all on your own. And on top of that, the U.S. doesn't really have, well, at least where I am, um, we don't really have the same recycling policies. And in fact, we don't really even have a clear policy. Like, there's no well-known policy on how to recycle properly. Uh, we only have, like, a bin for trash and then a bin for recycling. Uh, but after some research, it turns out that, write this down, this is what you can put in the recycle bin. So you can put clean bottles, like rinsed bottles. It Do- doesn't have to be squeak- squeaky clean, just rinsed. Uh, bottles, cans, paper, flattened cardboard, glass and milk cartons in the recycle bin but they can't you know just rinse them out you know just like in um those other areas but the thing is here's where you know i got surprised you cannot recycle any bagged materials so like let's say at a party you know how people collect um plastic bottles in this one big trash bag you cannot just put that whole trash bag filled with the bottles inside the recycle bin. Like, you have to empty the trash bag and only put the bottles in the bin, and then you can reuse that bag for something else. Um, and uh, also, what cannot go in the recycle um, includes plastic bags or plastic wrap slash film, uh, no paper cups with the wax coating, and no foam, like styrofoam. Uh, so the styrofoam thing, I knew... I, I wasn't really surprised because I, I kind of knew that it was one of the worst things for the environment. But um, <laughs> I have been trashing, I mean, recycling plastic bags and plastic wrap like my whole life. So now you know, and now it's up to you to not make the same mistake, right? Um, so there's that. And paper cups with wax coating. Um, I am very guilty of that. <laughs> but yeah, whenever you go to a party, just say like, oh, hey, you know, don't put that in the recycle. Um, you can put that in the trash because honestly, those things cannot be recycled. And um, yeah, apparently recycling, you know, the recycling arrows on a plastic 
item just because it doesn't have the just because it has the recycling arrows like shaped into that triangle it doesn't necessarily mean that it's safe to recycle so and the reason why is because a lot of plastics actually can't be reused or remade into new products so um, it's important to check by looking up on your government website of your country or you know the area that you live in um, but also you know if you put something that shouldn't be in the recycle just take it out right it's not like the recycle is icky like it's mostly like plastic and stuff right so just take it out and put it in the trash because it will not get sorted um, and I'm guilty of this also because sometimes uh, I would put like an orange peel in the recycle bin on accident but I would be too lazy to get it out and put it in the trash um, or well now in the compost um, but like I'd be like oh it's fine it's gonna get you know sorted out um, here's the thing apparently it will not get sorted out so uh, just do the right thing, you know, especially with bottles, cans, paper, and cardboard because those items are the most abundant and therefore have the greatest impact on our planet. So to make this difference, there needs to be a lot of communication. Uh, it takes government policy, um, corporate responsibility, oh, big words here, um, community will, and also your own individual will to actually make a difference. Um, but the thing is, like, if you think about it, the, the decisions, the garbage decisions on what to recycle and what not to recycle and how you do it is made at the local level. So it's really up to you, listener. Yes, I'm looking at you. <laughs> but yeah, message to take home is now you know, you know, what to recycle, what not to recycle. If you need to, write all these down, post it on your recycle bin or on your trash bin, um, just as a reminder. And it, you know, it, it's honestly, it feels like you're not making a difference. But if you let other people know and stuff, um, you'll, you're bound to see progress. So with all of that being said... Uh, let's do a quick review. Um, let's see. So we, you know, went over some stats and, you know, data about like what's going on right now, um, the human impact of what's going on and what's going to happen as consequences if we like to the environment, if we keep not recycling. Um, and we also talked about, you know, a bunch of solutions, uh, what's being done, the different organizations, like recology, um, you know, those stores, Patagonia, Nike, which is pretty cool, um, and what you can do for the future. So I hope you had a good day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, this was a very researchy one for me. <laughs> so, um, with that being said, have a good day. Thank you for listening. Oh, and I have to do my normal outro. Okay. Uh, if you like this episode, make sure to email me at tmteensmomentum at gmail.com. Uh, you can find that email in the description below, along with a link to my website with all other episodes and content. And um, yeah, that's, you know, just contact me with any suggestions or if you want to come on to talk with me. Um, and having that been said, good night, um, have a good day, and bye.